Hello, and welcome to this special bonus episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am so excited for today and the completion of our 30-day alcohol-free challenge. Well done, everybody. Bravo. You should be so proud of yourself. And boy, I know I am. I am so incredibly um, grateful for Annie Grace's book. And today's, this bonus episode is just going to be all about finishing our 30 day program. I wanted to do a special bonus show just because it is only about what we all experienced and really as a way to kind of celebrate with all of you who participated in this program from around the world. Wow. Was it a journey? I don't know how you guys are feeling, but I really want to tell you all, regardless of how you made it through, whether you slipped or didn't slip, whatever it is, if you're listening to this now and you gave it a try, that's what matters. You should be so proud of yourself for even trying. And for those of you who made it through all the way to the end without slipping, wow, what an accomplishment. How are you guys all feeling? (laughs) So I wanted to cover a couple of things in the last few days of what it was like for us all. And if those of you are a little behind, maybe you haven't read the end of the book yet, maybe you did slip up, whatever it is, you're going to get some really good benefit from today's episode. And if you're listening to this bonus and you did not do the alcohol experiment, but want to fear not, you can go back and start with episode 77 and do it yourself anytime you want. There is a link in the show notes to buy the book, the alcohol experiment. It's in about eight languages, I believe, or you could simply go online to the alcoholexperiment.com. There's so much great information and support there. Okay. So enough of that housekeeping. How was the last week? It was a lot, right? I think I loved the first week, of course, the most because it's setting the whole thing up and we're all so excited and eager to try this. And I really liked the last few days. I really liked how it talked about reframing our mistakes as necessary experiences, you know, and it might take a few tries. Um, You know, Tommy, who was our guest three weeks ago, you know, he said it, this was his third time doing it. The first two times he made it through, but then he kind of went back slowly to his old habits. And this time he knows the third time that this is it. He plans on not drinking any more forever, basically. But as he said, he's going to take it day by day, but that's his intention. It took him three tries. And for you out there listening, maybe your intention was to just give yourself a 30 day break, a reset of your organs and your liver and your cells. Maybe it was just a challenge to see if you could do it. Maybe you lose a little weight, whatever it is. And maybe you want to just really, you know, for me, I wanted to really look at my relationship with alcohol. I wanted to look and see why is it like, I don't drink on a daily basis. I've shared that. I might go a week or two weeks without drinking, but my issue is when I do go out, one is never one. And now I know why, right? There's real science behind why is never, why one is never one. Why our bodies crave it when our inhibitions go down and the neurologic science that happens in our brain when we introduce alcohol and, you know, dynorphin. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I'm sure most of you out there didn't either. It really does make so much sense. Why you maybe you commit to yourself before you go out. I'm only going to have one tonight. And that never happens, at least for me, it never happened in the past. And so now we understand why, and that's great. (laughs) Um, Another thing I really enjoyed about this, um, before I go on, I say our why, right? Like 
I think it's really wonderful to go back and look at what was your why of why you were doing this in week one and look at how you feel now finishing the 30 days. Um, I really enjoyed that for myself. It kind of flew by. And at the same time, I feel like it's been a really long 30 days. So I don't know how you guys are feeling, but that's how I'm feeling. Um, and I just want to point out there that point out to any of you who maybe slipped, you know, that it's not failure. I mean, the only way to fail at this really is to give up is not to try. If you fall off the wagon, jump back on. And maybe you did fall off the wagon and you didn't jump back on. Cause you just figured, feel like you missed it. Um, jump back on today, you know, jump back in next month, whenever you want, just jump back on. It's never too late to try ever, ever, ever. You know, it reminds me, there was a new study um, that just came out. It was all over the news today. It was on the Today Show. It's been, you know, the news feed. You may have seen it. And it basically um, was a huge landmark study about diet and that if we could get people to change their diets from the Western diet, which is very meat-based, animal product-based, and switch to more of a plant-based plant-based diet that you can add 20 years to your life. So if 20 year olds now switch to a plant-based diet, eating more plant protein versus meat protein, they can increase their life expectancy by 20 years. But what the study also says is that it doesn't matter if you're 50, 70, or even 80, just switching to more plant-based protein will extend your life. Maybe it's four years, maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's two years, but who doesn't want to live longer and healthier, right? It's the same with alcohol. It's never too late. So if it didn't work for you this time, try it again later. And if it did, as I said, yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> um, I really, really liked what she said towards the end. It was actually, I think on day 29, page 279, if you want to go back and read it again for yourself. And it was the difference between liberation versus fixation. And wow, do I really love this. Um, I was actually talking about this with my daughter. Liberation was right. Letting it go, right. That you feel liberated that like, maybe you decide that after this, you're going to only have one drink when you go out and you're going to go with the intention of liberation, that it just feels good. You're going to have one drink and that's it. You're going to feel great about it. You're not going to even think about it versus fixation, which is I'm going to have one drink and then fixating all night. like, okay, I can only have one. You can't have another one. So make this one last nurse this one. Oh my gosh. What are you going to do if you drink it all? Oh crap. I drank it all. I don't want another one. I don't want another one, but I really want another one. I really want another one. Well, maybe just a little bit, right? Because that's what happens. Our inhibitions are lowered and we're having fun. And then we're like, oh, you know, screw it. We'll just have the second glass. But that is coming from fixation. You're fixating on the lack. You're fixating on not having, right? And versus the liberating feeling, <laughs> the high vibration liberation of owning it. And like, I'm only going to have one. And that's the end of that. I'm not going to think about it. And, you know, maybe you have a, a, you need another drink and you have club soda, you have ginger ale, you have, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Cause you're not even concerned about it. You had your one drink and that's it. It's so important to make the decision before you go out, right? Really make the decision before you go, before you go to any social situation, make the decision. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit. This is more, you know, obviously now that we're done right now that we've completed the 30 days and you have to decide what are you going to do? My friend, Marcy, um, and I hope you don't mind Marcy <laughs> giving you a shout out here. She went ahead and ordered the Surly wine. Um, the link is in the bio, the non-alcoholic wine ahead of time because she knew she had a party 
and she wanted to take it with her. So she had something to drink because she still wanted to have like that feel and taste and look of wine. So she ordered it and she took it with her. And so what's so important about that is she made the decision before she went that she was not going to drink alcohol. And so she prepared for it. Now you might not care to have, you know, a virgin cocktail or a non-alcoholic wine. Maybe for you, it's totally fine to have club soda or juice or water. But if you really want to have that feeling of alcohol, how do you prepare without actually having it? So that was great. Or again, deciding ahead of time, okay, I'm going to go. And when the waitress asks me, I'm going to say, I'll have a club soda with a splash of lime in a champagne glass. Thank you. And not even thinking about it and then continuing on with the conversation with your friends or whoever you're with. And again, not fixating on it. (laughs) Um, I really also liked at the end talking about what does moderation mean to you? So if maybe you are planning on going back to drinking and you're telling yourself in moderation, even though we know that's so incredibly difficult chemically, but maybe you are, maybe that was your goal, right? So we know that ethanol, which is in the alcohol we drink is poison. We know that. And basically when labels of alcohol have the percent alcohol, (laughs) I'm going to try to think about it as the percent of poison, right? Instead of percent of alcohol, the percent of poison. So the percent of poison in a beer is four to 6%. Percent in wine is 12 to 16%. Prosecco is a little lower. And the percent in hard alcohol is 40 60%. It just depends, of course, on the hard alcohol. If you start looking at that as the percent of poison, (laughs) but that does help with your moderation is what, you know, make your, draw your line in the sand. Um, And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later, because that means a lot of different things, but draw your line in the sand of, for you, it's like, what is your end? Like, I am going to go tonight. I'm not going to drink because you're just not, you're done. Maybe for you, the moderation is I'm only going to have one. Maybe for you, it's I'm going to have one beer instead of my normal two vodkas, or I'm going to have a glass of wine or Prosecco instead of my normal martini. Whatever it is for you, it's such a personal decision, but really decide before you go out what it means to you and then stick to it. And I promise you, when you come home, you'll feel so much better. You'll feel so much better. You know, it's it's so helpful, as I said before, to remember what your why was. Why did you do this to begin with? And then use that to help modify your behavior now that we've finished this 30-day challenge. And, you know, I also, I want to say that, you know, if you made it to day 30, like I already said, bravo, like give yourself a hand, whether you drank or didn't drink. If you just made it, you read the book and you did your best for 30 days, you have lowered your amount of alcohol in your body by 8.2% for the year, which is really amazing. And if you slipped, these aren't my statistics. These are Annie's in the book. If you slipped and just one day drank, you had a 97% success rate, 97%. So instead of looking at you slipped for one day as a failure, think I had a 97%. That's almost an A plus. That's pretty amazing. And if you slipped say five times for five days, which is, I mean, kind of big to be honest, that's still an 84% success rate. How amazing is that? <coughs> Excuse me. So we really want to set ourselves up for positive and looking at how well you did. What a great job you did. So I really love those statistics. Um, and, you know, I'm going to, well, I'll get to my own personal story in a minute. So another thing moving past these 30 days is make a list of what your non-negotiables are. Like remind yourself why you decide to do this and what your non-negotiables are moving forward. And what I mean by this 
is, so maybe you're using this and you're just not going to drink anymore. You're going to try it to do and go to 40 days, then go 50 days, then go 60 days and just keep going day by day or week by week, whatever works for you. Or maybe your goal was to just cut back, write down what that means to you. What is cutting back to you? And maybe it's, I only want to drink, um, occasionally for a celebration. I never want to drink again because I'm sad or stressed or to help me sleep or any of those things, whatever it is to you, it's personal. And we know like, obviously, ideally we know it's a poison. We learned about that. We learned there's not really such thing as moderation because the chemicals in our brain totally inhibit our decision-making skills and still produce things that make us depressed. Like we know that, but moving forward, like throwing that out the window, you know, you do plan on drinking a little bit still write down what your non-negotiables are. And so example, if you said, I'm only going to drink in moderation for something special, a celebration. And she does say, be careful of this because you can get your body, your mind to wire itself back to past experiences. And so you really want to monitor yourself. You really want to be careful. And that's why writing these non-negotiables is so important because maybe for you, it's like, if I wake up with a hangover, I'm going back and doing another 30 days. Or maybe it's like, if I get sick, if I say something unkind, if I get in a fight with my spouse, if um, the celebration turns into, then I drink the next two or three nights in a row while I'm having dinner, uh, you know, whatever it is, just, you know, your own story and your personal decisions. So, but write them down because it is hard to remember. Like right now we're so excited. We're so proud of ourselves. Right. But we all have our non-negotiables and I actually have not written them all down yet myself. I'll be honest with you because I'm still really thinking what my relationship with alcohol, what it means to me. Ideally, I don't want to ever drink again. I know it's a poison. I want to look younger. I want to have better skin. I want to wake up days feeling clear and fresh every single fucking day. But I also know that I still do associate having a glass of champagne or a glass of wine with a really good friend in the evening, having, you know, a celebrating being at the beach or being out for a birthday. Like, so how much am I willing to give up? Like, I really have to do that for myself. So as you guys know, it was my birthday this past month. And I had a few different smaller celebrations with friends and I really didn't drink at any of them. And I went to some really nice restaurants. I had great fun girl nights and not one time did I drink. And I was so proud of myself. The last time was friends of mine. I've been friends with for 20 years and they came downtown for me, which was really sweet, planned a fantastic evening at this restaurant, impossible to get reservations. We all got dressed up. It was a Friday night and I really didn't. I stuck to it, but I had told myself this was like mm, day 25, 26. I told myself, if you want to, then do it. It's a personal decision. You're a grown woman. If you want to, like, I knew I'd be disappointed in myself if I drank because I didn't make it the 30 days, but I also didn't want to feel like I was coming from a place of denial or not denial of denying myself a place of lack. Right. I wanted to come from a place of power. And so I just told myself, whatever you feel like doing, doing, which kind of goes against the decide ahead of time. Um, but it was kind of to the end. And I thought, okay, let's just see how you feel. Let's just see. And I really didn't do it. I really didn't. I had two glasses of club soda in my champagne glass, as you know, is my go-to when all the girls got their martinis, I actually was tempted. And it was the first time in the 30 days that I really felt tempted, but I didn't do it. And I was so glad that night 
that I didn't, I didn't come home and eat crappy carbs. I didn't wake up with a headache or puffy. And I felt so fresh the next day and really, really was much more proud of myself than I thought I would be. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but for me, it turned out to be a pretty big deal and how I felt about myself. So I'm digressing a little bit, but I'm just being honest. I want to share with you my experience. So my non-negotiables, um, I'm still compiling my list. As I said, it's going to be having probably like drinking more than two if I'm out for a celebration or definitely if I wake up with a hangover, if I go to bed knowing I drank too much, that's going to be a non-negotiable for me. And I'm going to start this process all over again, because the last thing I want to do is wake up hungover. That's kind of, that was part of my why, whether it's once a month, once every three months or once a week, it doesn't matter. It's too many. It's too many for me. I don't like my body doesn't metabolize, metabolize it well. Um, and a hangover for me is never a day. It's one, two, three sometimes, and it affects me really strongly with the low vibing, vibing feelings. I can feel depressed. I can feel sad and not enough to like that. Everybody notices just that internal monologue in my brain. And we all know what that is, right? Like we all have that internal monologue and we don't always share it with other people, but for me, mine can get really dark really quickly and I fight hard. I do meditation. I love my life. I really do. I do meditations. I do the white light showers. I go walk in nature. I take an Epsom salt bath. I put my hands on a tree. I know all the tricks. I have all the tools in my toolbox to use. I know them, but it doesn't mean that it happens like that. Right. And so for me, I really, really want to refrain from alcohol. It's just not worth it for me. It's just not worth it. So I'm still working on my list of non negotiables and really kind of looking at my analyzing my relationship with alcohol. Um, another thing she talks about at the very end, I think this was in the prologue of the book. It was either day 30 or it's uh, just at the end. And it is that if you decide to go back to drinking, and she does not recommend you do this. She does not recommend it. But if you're going to anyway, do a video and she calls it drunk for science. In fact, I will put a link in the show notes so you can see what she's talking about because I believe she's posted her own video. And what it is, is that if you're going to go drink, arrange with yourself when you're alone, get out your video camera, your cell phone, your computer, whatever works for you, get your drink of choice and start drinking slowly, whatever you would drink and video yourself, talk into the video of how you're feeling and why you're doing it. And then do it again in an hour and then another hour. And then 15 minutes later, and you can follow the whole thing, read the book. You guys have it. If not, again, you can go to alcohol experiment slash drunk for science and see this because she said, then going back and watching it the next day or a couple of days later, it really could affect your decision to go back to drinking. You know, you might decide that this is really something that you don't want to do because although we can glamorize it in our minds and after you have one drink, you feel really good. That only lasts for about, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And then it doesn't feel so good anymore, which is why we want the second or the third. And then it's that vicious cycle. So we don't need to go over, over all that because, you know, we just read about it. We know that's why we're doing this. <laughs> but I thought that that was an interesting, um, an interesting tip to do. And again, like I just said, remember if you slipped, if you slipped one, two, three, four, five times, you still had anywhere from a, a B to an A <laughs> in participation in a participation grade. So bravo. And you can go back and do this anytime you want, of course. So the other thing I'm going to do is I um, am going to share my experience. I was just in Aspen 
And it was as this was coming to an end, I started a couple days early knowing that I was going on this trip to Aspen at the very end of our experience. And I wanted to leave myself some room if I wanted to drink. Going for a friend's birthday, lots of girls, lots of fun. And I just wanted to leave myself a space that I could if I wanted. And two things about that. One is when I came home and was telling my daughter, she said, well, I thought your 30 days were over and you can drink now. And I said, yeah, but you know what? I really don't want to. And she's like, really? Why? And I said, well, this is what happened. And so here's what happened. I'm in Aspen, beautiful ski resort. My friend has a beautiful house there. She moved a few years ago and it was her birthday. And I told myself ahead of time, if I want, you know, I did my, my non, not my non-negotiable, but I said ahead of time, I will have one. So the first night I, well, actually the first night I didn't drink, it was the second night. And that was the end, just about the end of the experiment, day 29. I'm being honest about that. You know, I thought about it. Should I share this story or not? But I'm sharing in case any of you are in the same boat. I decided I will have one glass of Prosecco to cheers her at her birthday dinner with her friends. Not because of peer pressure, just because I wanted to. And I thought it'd be fun. And, you know, as I said, I started a couple of days before everybody else here. So I felt like for me personally, I was at the end, even though as a group, we still had two more days. So I had the one glass and it was great. It was fine. It was no problem. And the next day we woke up. I felt great. I was proud of myself. Another friend came over. It's like, oh, let's have some mimosas. And I was like, what the heck? I was fine yesterday. A mimosa. It's fun. I'm on vacation. And I did. I had just one. Fine. Then we went to lunch. I had one more. That night we went out for dinner again. I had one more. And then we went out after and I had one more. So at that one, I didn't actually drink it. When it was ordered for me, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because by this point, I've already had three now spread out throughout the day, of course. But I noticed that I wasn't feeling so great. I was feeling like a little down in the dumps. My energy was a little low. Um, there were some conversations going around me with some of the girls as this can happen sometimes, right? People start telling their stories about, you know, things that have happened in their life that maybe were hard for them. And it started taking me to my own things in my own life that were hard for me, things from my past, that stories that I don't want to tell anymore. And I caught myself as people were talking about their divorces or things with their children or things that were just like hard. I caught myself sharing a couple of my own stories where I made a commitment to myself moving into 2022. I'm not telling those stories anymore. Those are part of the past, right? I'm letting those go. I'm letting those go. And even though when we meet people, sometimes we feel like our stories define us and who we are, it helps them understand our backstory. A lot of times they're not really necessary. And for me, these weren't really necessary to tell. They're nothing super juicy, nothing like that, but they were still low vibrating stories from my past that I had told myself I wasn't telling anymore. And here I was telling them. And that would not have happened if it wasn't for those couple glasses of Prosecco. And again, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. I'm not beating myself up, but I am using it as a learning experience. As I said, when we started today's show, right? Reframing the mistake as necessary experiences. And so I am taking that as like, okay, I'm learning for this. As much as I thought one or two is not going to affect me, it obviously did. It lowered my inhibition enough to tell a story that I don't want to tell anymore. Again, as I said, nothing super personal or juicy, but I just don't want to tell it. It's from my past. And we know that when we tell stories from our past, when we think of things that have happened to us in the past, especially if it's trauma, 
it brings your body back to that. Your whole body chemistry changes and will bring you back to that time because our body doesn't know the difference. Our brain is so freaking smart that when we think about it, it starts to like just release cortisol and all those other yucky things that we don't want. Those stress hormones that make us feel sad, that lead to cell degradation, that lead to rapid aging. I don't want that. And we also know through law of attraction that negative attracts negative, right? So why would we want to do that? Why would we want to do that? We want to keep it as positive as possible. (laughs) So I just wanted to share that with you in case you go down that road, know that you're not alone. Um, It happens to me and I'm in wellness and I'm excited and I'm doing this and I'm bringing it to all of you all over the world. And here it still happened to me. I got caught up in the moment thinking I could handle it. And you know what, for me, I don't think I can. I think that it's you know, going to be really interesting to see how this next six months or a year go, especially when summer rolls around and how I handle it. I'm really excited to see. I'm not putting any anxiety towards it. I'm going to treat it like an experiment and take it day by day. So that's what I'm going to do. And perhaps I'll check in with you guys every couple of months and let you know where I am. And as always, I want to hear from you guys. I love hearing from you. And in fact, I want to say thank you to Sue and Marcy, Carrie, Janice, Claire, Tracy, Jennifer, Steve, Christy, David, all of you who reached out to me on my website or Instagram, there's so many more. I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't have all the names in front of me um, that have shared your experiences. Um, my Turkish uh, uh, listeners and friends, I'm so sorry that the Zooms did not work out for those of you in the UK as well, um, that with the timing that it just didn't happen. And I apologize because that really was my intention to do it. And it just, with, it just didn't work with my scheduling to do any of those. But I really hope you all enjoyed this. I really do. And it's just so exciting. It really is. You know, it it improves our life. It improves um, our sense of power, right? Really our sense of power to know that you can do this and to know that you did something really healthy for yourself to show yourself some self-love and how exciting, right? How exciting. And maybe you want to make a commitment to do this again next January or February. Maybe you bring on a spouse or a friend or a sibling or a child or whatever to do it with you next time. Maybe you want to start your own group. Maybe, um, like I said, you're going to go back to moderation, but look at it differently. And maybe you're just not going to drink at all. Who knows? You know, maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to do this once a quarter, because like I said, it's almost a 10% reduction if you just do this for 30 days. So if you do it two or three times a year, look how great that is for your body. You know, it doesn't have to be forever. And for those of you that it's going to be forever, my friend, Tommy, or my friend, Wayne, who's on the show last week, he's two and a half years in now, almost two and a half years. And he looks great and he feels great. And he doesn't feel like he's missing out on anything. It's so exciting. Um, so for those of you who want a little bit more support, since this will be the last episode for this year that I'm talking about it, go to alcoholexperiment.com, alcoholexperiment.com. I'll try to put a link in the show notes below. There is chat rooms. There's a full podcast. There's daily support. So if you want to continue with this, there is daily support. The guest I had on about uh, two or three weeks ago, she was fantastic. Um, she's gosh, 150 days out, I think by this point, I found her through that page. I found a lot of people through that page. And so you might have some friends that you find there too, some virtual online friends, or maybe um, you want to be anonymous, but you just want to see other people's experience and know that you're not alone. It's so important to be part of the community if you want extra support. And I don't want to leave you all hanging because there's really great support out there. Thank you again to Annie Grace. She's really done such a service to the world. Um, again, link in the show notes below alcohol experiment. Uh, 
So I guess, let me see. I think that that is about it for this episode. Again, if you want to try the alcohol-free wine and Prosecco, it's Shirley and there is a discount code. You get 15%. There's a link in bio. I think if you order a couple of bottles, you get free shipping. Um, so there's a link below in the show notes and also energy bits that really fantastic chlorella and spirulina. That's so good for your body. It helps with your blood cells. It helps oxygenate your blood. It is a super food. It gives you energy. Um, it's great for recovery and for detox. I'm doing a contest. So send me either a DM on Instagram at you lost me at namaste, or you can email me at Michelle at michelleschoenfeld.com to enter the contest. I have several already, but I have a couple prizes. So I will do this throughout till the end of, uh, let's see, we'll put it to the end of February. Till the end of February, go ahead and submit and you'll get some free products sent directly to your house um, with free shipping. So again, I apologize. That's only for US uh, listeners. But if any of those of you in Turkey who want it, I will bring some. Again, I am coming to Turkey, by the way, in about two months. And if there's anybody there who wins, who, who does it from Turkey, I will bring it with me and make sure I get it sent to you in Turkey. So please go ahead and feel free to enter the contest. All right. So that really is it for this episode. Just, I am so proud of all of you. Thank you for doing this with me. I am so proud of myself and everyone out there. It's such a place of empowerment. Bravo, bravo. I wish I could hug every single one of you or high five you. Um, it was just such a fun experience. And remember, this is your story. This is your story. Don't compare yourself to anybody else that you see on social media, to your family, to your friends, to me, to anybody. It's your story. And it's time that you start loving it. Love it with its imperfections. Love it with its quirks and eccentricities because it's your story. And moving forward, whether you decide to drink or not, just remember it's your mind. It's your body and it's your choice. That's it. At the end of the day, it is your choice. Amen to that. All right. I love all of you. Peace out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. See you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.